the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Poft Show. I'm John Hinderocker from Powerline filling in for Dan tonight. One of the topics that has been foremost in the minds of conservatives over the last oh, year, I would say especially, is freedom of speech. And the way in which uh, our free speech uh, rights are being uh, eaten away at by a combination of the cancel culture that is coming from the left, increasing intolerance uh, across the board that's coming from the left, but above all, the the liberal-aligned uh, social media platforms that have that have cram, uh, cramped down on on conservative speech, while at the same time allowing free reign to to the left. And we've seen this all over. We've seen it on on Facebook. Earlier in this program, we were talking with an author who wrote a book titled uh, Karl Marx and the Devil, talking about the evils of communism. And ads for that book, ads promoting that book, were banned by Facebook. It's unbelievable. Uh, we've seen the same thing on Twitter. Uh, we've seen the same thing on YouTube. A, a great example is the way in which YouTube has has deleted and banned all discussion of the coronavirus that doesn't tow whatever at that moment is the government line. The government line shifts, as we all know, has shifted several times on various issues. But whatever it is, uh, YouTube uh, won't allow you to deviate from the from the government line. And that's particularly damaging in a situation where we don't know much. You know, COVID-19, it was a new virus. We knew very, very little about it. And, of course, that's precisely the situation where you don't want to lock in dogma, where you don't want to anoint something as the party line and not allow discussion, not allow dissent and debate, because that's where you really can go awry. When, when you really don't know a lot of facts, that's when you need to have the most robust and the most vigorous public discussion. And instead of promoting that, it was actually shut down by the very social media platforms that ostensibly are are devoted to speech and that have, in fact, become in today's world the main venues on which most people express themselves on on the issues of the day. So it's a huge, huge problem that those uh, social media platforms, I think without exception, are discriminating against conservatives. I'm no longer on Twitter, for example, a relatively relatively minor example, but it's one of many. Uh, the liberals would say, "Well, if you don't like uh, if you don't like our our social media platform, start your own." And so some people started Parler, and what happened? Uh, their app was yanked by Google and Apple, and then their server access was cut off by Amazon. They were driven right out of business by what would appear to be a conspiracy and combination and restraint of trade in violation of Section 1 of the Sherman Act. I'd, I'd love to represent Parler in that lawsuit. And so what to do? And, and I think the answer is pretty clear. There, there's not going to be anything done at the federal level. We're not going to have uh, amendments to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act and so forth because the Democrats won't do it. You know, they like having conservative speech suppressed. It's not going to happen in the foreseeable future. 
What we can do and, and what we are doing in a number of states is to take action at the state level. And this is what I think can be really effective. If we get 10 or 15 states that are controlled by conservatives, and there are something like 30 states that at least nominally are controlled by conservatives, and if they pass good, solid, well-crafted legislation that, that strikes back against this discrimination, uh, I think we can win this one. And here in Minnesota, where I live, I've been involved in, 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 uh, in drafting and promoting legislation that is going to be introduced in the Minnesota legislature any, any minute now, any, any, any day now. Uh, and that legislation is couched in terms of anti-discrimination. What it does is to ban social media platforms, as we have a technical definition there, from discriminating against users on the basis of race, sex, religion, or political orientation. And there are statutory damages, so if there's a violation, you can automatically recover $50,000 plus attorney's fees, as well as the potential for, um, for injunctive relief. And that's one approach. There are some other approaches that other states are trying, but I personally think the anti-discrimination theme is, is the one that is probably going to be the most effective, probably going to work the best, and certainly is going to stand up to whatever legal or constitutional scrutiny uh, might be brought to bear. But I think this is, this is one area where there are some really positive developments. I've been talking to people in a number of states. Uh, um, legislators and activists, law professors have been passing around proposed legislation. And I think that before this year's legislative sessions come to end uh, in, the, in the 50 states, I think we're going to see uh, legislation adopted in a number of states that is intended to, and I hope effectively will, fight back against the uh, big tech censorship of conservative ideas. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. The more you listen, the more you'll know. This is, this is the Dan Proft Show. 